break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Doctor's Nutrition of Texas show, where we help you with nutritional solutions for your common health issues. I am Janet Lewis. And I am disorganized. Dr. Lewis, <laughs> which always brings to us a plethora of entertaining quality value and knowledge. So uh, that's today... questionable. <laughs> We are going to discuss something that's probably going on with you guys out there. I hope it isn't, but if it is, um, because it is the holiday season and so many of us are just a little beyond stress with the uh, going here and there and buying this and that and cooking all of that. And uh, it's created many different problems for us. A big one, which people may not realize, is IBS. So today's show is about does stress cause your IBS or irritable bowel syndrome? And we talked about IBS not too long ago, but this is kind of a different uh, spin on it. And I think it's very appropriate. We're hearing that more and more. And people say, oh, well, I did notice when I ran out of the anti-stress supplements that uh, their IBS, Crohn's celiac, uh, flared up. Right. So uh, today we're going to get to the root of the cause and we're going to find out if there's something you can do about the stress other than get past the holiday uh, or help you deal with it better through the holidays. Because we are seeing many people that are are patients of ours that have been on things for stress and they're coming in and they're going, hey, I'm not so bothered by it this year, even though there's a whole lot of things going on. So there are ways to deal with it and and keep that gut happy so that it doesn't uh, all settle in your stomach. And I can personally attest to this because I have the same problem. Um, I do. um, That was BS. Before Stephen. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I got a funny look on yeah, that. Yeah, I was wondering Boy. where the BS was going. <laughs> Before Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I used to have a lot of problem with it because that's where I would take all the stress was in my gut. So for a long time, I'd have horrible constipation issues. It wouldn't go to the bathroom correctly because it didn't matter how much I tried to think about it positively my gut knew better and said uh, no you're not going to go to the bathroom so constipation is uh, also a side of that is that uh, you just get locked up and can't go because you're just taking on all the stress or you're just not hungry or not eating anything and uh, nothing's digesting well which uh, Dr. Lewis will get into that also Mm -hmm. that's very common but um, you know my favorite uh, there's a couple of favorites I have here one's called daily stress and it's a godsend that we have here Um, it just helps you cope helps her live with me and still smile (laughs) and the other one is 5 HTP which not everyone can take that but many can it's the piece of God in a bottle and uh, between the two it's like uh, everything's great I'll just sail along in the boat while all this chaos happens around us 
Uh, Dr. Lewis, what is your take on why all this is happening so so bad to people? Well, you know, I always ramble. I can't keep my thoughts in one direction for very long, so maybe Janet can keep me doing this. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome is probably the most common digestive disorder seen by different types of physicians. And if it's bad and it's chronic, you know, it's always good to see a GI doctor, internist, gastroenterologist, that kind of thing. Because sometimes they need to rule out different disorders that can have, you know, very similar symptoms like uh, Crohn's disease, tumors, colon cancer, celiac disease, diverticulitis, endometriosis, uh, fecal impaction, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's very important that there you have to realize you're probably not objective enough to treat yourself. And I talk to people all day long and they realize that has become more and more true. You can't really treat yourself because you lack the objectivity. And one of the things is that we have a disruption of the probiotics. All right. Now, probiotics in your GI tract, people say, but I, we had a lady the other day said, but I eat yogurt for it. No, 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 no. And, you know, I read a thing the other day from a, a FDA uh, investigative, whatever he was, uh, and he said that Dan and yogurt, and I don't know that this is true, but this came off this FDA inspector's website, said Dan and yogurt said they had a specific thing in there that didn't even exist, so it was fake. There are so many fake uh, supplements out there, and, you know, we don't really want the FDA does look at a lot of it, but we don't want them totally controlling it because then the price is going to go up like drugs. But Are you saying there was no probiotic whatsoever in the yogurt like everybody thinks there is? Well, they said that special strain that they said didn't exist at all and like 100% completely fake is what this guy said. See, the other week you ruined the olive oil thing for us, you know, the cooking business. And this week we're going to be ruined with our... Famous yogurt that we eat for probiotics to well, help everything. People are so fooled by uh, advertisement. And, you know, I read books about how they influence the masses in a not necessarily uh, moral or ethical way. Uh, and, and you have to understand that if you think you're getting probiotics out of yogurt and your yogurt's full of sugar, sugar feeds bad bacteria, not good bacteria. It actually kills them. And then you've got the genetically modified organisms that if you live in America – you can't avoid it unless you grow all of your own food. Uh, so don't be so short-sighted. And, and there's people don't believe me, some people, but and there's a lot of them that do. Thank God people like you do. But some people say, but I'm taking a good brand. Really? Not really. Most people are not taking a really good brand because some of the people that tout, oh, my, my probiotics, the best in the world. It's only four different strands and two billion organisms. The, How many should a good one have? Uh, the least we have is $10 billion, and we have a lot of 20 and $50 billion. We can go higher than that if you want to. And you have to understand you have many, many, many trillion uh, bad bacteria in your guts. And um, watch me or listen to me mispronounce this. Uh, if you have the bacteriocytes, uh, they have a real way of announcing themselves. <laughs> uh, if you have too many of those and uh, – or yeah, it's got to be a good ratio between that and the Firmicutes. You know, I don't know the phylum and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not a taxonomist, but uh, the Firmicutes, we usually have about 70% of that in our GI tract, and they're the fat, uh, the ones that create, you know, you two get bigger and bigger. They extract calories and not nutrients in the bacteriocytes, if that's pronounced correctly. 
is usually about 30% needs to be 70%. So a good probiotic every day and fermented food, if you learn to do that, you know, I'm still not doing that, but I should, that can help you. And the reason I say that is because these particular bacteria have a major, major effect on how you think. It has to do with uh, serotonin and how it works in your brain. Keep in mind, it comes from your GI tract, 95%. It has a lot to do with your GABA receptors, gamma-aminobutyric acid, which is if, if those you don't have the right kind of bacteria in the right amount, that will, the lack of that will cause anxiety. How many of you have had anxiety? And then when you have this anxiety, many people have IBS. You know, I remember many, many, many years ago before Janet and I were anything, you know, uh, before we a were... A speck in our mother's <laughs> eye. Yeah. Was that uh, what it before was? Before we were a couple. <laughs> there was this particular idiot that used to call her and stir her up, and but she would immediately go to the bathroom and have diarrhea, and it's like, you know, quit letting that jerk push your buttons. And... She got rid of her IBS for the most part because she's learned to manage her stress. That's the key. Some of the stress management should be, and I think always should be, uh, done with the probiotics and getting out as much of the processed foods and genetically modified foods. But I think one of the other important ways of managing stress is just don't accept it. It's not that God throws so much stress on us. It's how we react to that and how we think and how we feel. And you have to read inspirational things, you know, religious and otherwise that are, you know, what I call the rah-rah session. And or a feeling that you're in control of something that you weren't supposed to be in control of to start with. Oh, God, it hurt. About giving it to the person it belongs to and not yourself. Or in our case, we asked God to take it for us <laughs> and uh, not try to take it on ourselves, which is hard for everyone because you start feeling responsible. And you're then, asking him? Oh, I've been telling him. Well, I'm sorry. I may be doing it wrong. <laughs> Here, you take it. I ain't that big. I ain't that smart. <laughs> uh, but some of the things that uh, IBS is related to is overweight or obesity. Uh, when you have it, after you lie down, when you eat, uh, tight-fitting clothes that constrict the abdomen. Think of everybody loves Raymond, where Raymond's daddy always uh, unzips his pants. Gallbladders removed. Oh, Lord. Mimic IBS. Or eating when you're upset. Now, it varies usually when I'm really, really, really stressed, stressed out, which I don't do much, but I just quit eating. But many people are stress eaters. I've been guilty of both. Just depends on which way the pendulum's sweet, swinging. Alcoholic beverages. You know, I'm not against alcohol. I was raised Baptist, so I never thought much was good. But uh, Lutherans required it just a little. I mean, we even gave it to us at communion. Well, that's why Janet's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> uh, in small amounts uh, and in in the proper context, uh, smoking, you know, that can actually uh, contribute to IBS. So, you know, there's so many different possibilities, uh, but the probiotics have a lot to do with uh Mood and uh, cortisol levels, you know, the bifobacterium longum actually reduces uh, psychological stress or distress and decreases your cortisol levels. And if you're awake all night with your mind trying to solve problems, you probably have high cortisol. And, you know, the easiest way is fix your GI tract. Fix your GI tract. The answer is always part of your GI tract. Um and waking up between the hours of 1 and 3 in the morning will generally be your GI tract because that's a liver issue, which that's uh, where that's assimilated. You know, many people will go, oh, I can go to sleep, but about 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake, can't go back to sleep till after 3. 
Well, that's usually liver digestion. So. I just I just heard that from one of the patients that came in. He says, well, I take a sleeping pill, and it puts me down really good, and I always wake up at 2 a.m. I said, because your liver's trying to process, and it's mm-hmm. overloaded. I said, if you'll do something besides the drug that's uh, overloading, he said, well, I'd love to do without that. And I said, well, that's, you know, that's t- entirely your choice, but uh, I most bet people gets- don't. Most people don't know there is a choice, that there is something you can do. It's about being toxic, so we clean the liver so that it gets happier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, there, there's so much that we need to talk about. I'm sure I'll get around every bit of it. But, you know, if you have a diagnosis of something super, super serious, you know, like colon cancer, well, it would be wise to treat it medically. But there's so many people, I mean, the large majority of people that can uh, decrease their stress. And it's either how you're dealing with it or remove yourself from people that throw stress at you just to jerk your chain and keep you off balance. I know some spouses do that to the other one. It's like, no, you're supposed to build them up, not tear them down. But that's a different story. You know, Um, stress actually increases your uh, or decreases your nutrient absorption where it you have to take more of a product just to absorb some of it. There was a time when I would take nutritional supplements and see them come back through whole. And so, these are good ones. It's yeah. just that her bowel motility was so fast because of her stress response. Now, living with me is not stressful, so no, it, she doesn't have that now. It's just the the transit time was too quick, and it would uh, come right through. And it's like, well, now it doesn't do that anymore because I, I do things to help with the stress, uh, take things to help with stress. Um, you know, digestive enzymes are very important. That's why we always use something like Alzheimer to help you break the foods down so you can absorb them better. And, and you know, there's different ones you have to play with. Uh, some people have uh, pretty much ruined their digestion by taking antacids when that really, in many cases, is not the real answer to the problem. It's because you're eating grain and shouldn't be, and it's because you have too low stomach acid. And if you're killing your stomach acid and making it low, then you're prone for H. pylori and C. diff and things like that that uh, come in and get to be a real, real major problem. You have to have a little courage to stick with it. And that's the biggest thing is find a path where your gut feeling, pun intended, or your spirit of discernment says, hey, this is for me. And then stay with it because some people get excited and then they have one little bump in the road and then they lose their enthusiasm or their faith and they quit. And it's like, no, don't do that. Stick with it. And a lot of people need a coach. They can't do it on their own or or they get uh, sidetracked and things. time goes by and they forget what they're supposed to be doing. That's why we always try to get you to do our lab work so that it's like a test grade and it tells you hey look you're you're not doing everything you could nutritionally there are things that could help you feel better and be better and then because you've done that dr list uh, will speak with you for free and give you encouragement i've heard him give raw raw sessions in here and a lot of our patients can probably attest to that um he's as i think he's slash preacher doctor but uh, she likes it when i put on my cheerleading <laughs> panties and gets to work <laughs> yeah, but many times it it takes that for someone to be able to handle some of the things they're going through that's why we ask you to go to our website at a, a cut above naturals with an s on the end dot com fill out our health survey so there is hope for you there is uh, a life worth living out there fill it out and it'll come right to our email. Dr. Lewis generally calls you and uh, talks to you about what your options are. There, Sometimes you don't even need lab work. You know, sometimes it's just, hey, let's get you started on the right probiotics, the right digestive enzymes, the right things for stress. 
um, and, and get you started that way. And, and, of course, we can do lab across the United States. That's the beauty of Doctors Nutrition of Texas. We're able to do it anywhere in the United States close to your home. So, again, the, the lab is low cost. There's no charge to talk to Dr. Lewis, and where have you ever heard of that? And, you know, get yourself started in the right direction for the new year. Get yourself and your family healthy. So that's all I have to say about that. Well, yeah, there's this really sweet lady in Minnesota, and I just wish I could go up there and give her a big hug because she says, well, I don't feel any better. It's like, well, there's a book called Living Beyond Your Feelings. You need to read that book. I said, this is on your lab. This is better. 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 You've only done this for a couple, three months, and you've been this way for 30 years. So you have to have the faith to get it done. She says, but my husband's giving me pressure to get off of these supplements. And I said, well, you know, you have to honor your husband, but hopefully you can influence him to do what you know is right. Uh, and, you know, that that's tough. And you know, I talked to a doctor in uh, Kentucky yesterday. She's actually in Texas at the time, but she's from Kentucky. And then I talked to a lady in Phoenix, Arizona. She says, oh, well, this sounds like something that could fix my son. I said, well, you know, we'll see. He's already seen his uh, gastroenterologist, which is a wonderful thing. I think that was a smart thing to do. But I said, you you know, we need to consider that. Send me the lab you already have, and we'll get started. And she said, I can't believe. Thank you for taking your time. And it's thankful people that get well, uh, people that say thank you and people that are appreciative they get well at a much more uh rapid rate than people that are always looking at what's wrong so and it really is attitude and that's why i say you know read the things that uh inspire you for us you know we read the bible or different preachers that in their books uh that have a certain theme that helps us a lot i read a lot of rah-rah sessions you know myself there, there's different foods, though, that you need to avoid. You need to pretty much avoid the grains. I'm pretty much anti-grain, and there's books written about life without bread. Uh, yeah, wheat belly, that kind of thing. Stay away from grains because they really mess up the probiotics and they mess up the microvilli of your intestines. And, and your intestines has everything to do with not just IBS, but the stress and how you feel mentally. So some of the things I do, I drink a lot of noni juice. I drink a lot of aloe vera. And I'm telling you folks, all aloe vera is not the same. Some of the most popular stuff out there. Did you know they can put 500 gallons of water in one gallon of aloe vera and call it 100%? Again, you've heard me say this today. Don't fall for some of the advertisements that you hear. Uh, Don't necessarily believe it's good because the advertiser says it is. There are different aloe veras. Some of them are much, much better, and it's good for acid reflux. It's good for healing the bowels, and you know, it's the polysaccharides in there that does that. Um, well, it decreases inflammation, which when you're stressed or have irritable bowel, your gut mm-hmm. is hot, which many times when you go to the bathroom, you can uh, tell that, that it is hot. So you want very cooling, calming products that suit you know, it hot condition will create uh, diarrhea and that can be and we're talking from traditional chinese medicine uh, that can be from candida infection different parasitic infections uh, even constipation it has to get uh, constipation's a cold condition but it has to get hot to blow it through 
Uh, different things like ulcers, you know, where usually the H. pylori bacteria that is present in most of us has gone rampant, be, not because you have the bacteria, but because your immune system has gone down and cannot fight it. So aloe vera is good for anybody with Crohn's, celiac, colitis, IBS, that kind of stuff. And I was talking to a lady yesterday in Illinois, and I said, well, try the GAPS diet or the bone broth diet. And she says, yeah, she does that. It's a lot of work to do that, but it's certainly worth it. And by the time you get into those diseases, that's more like an autoimmune disease. And it's uh, the bone broth and the aloe vera is very, very healing to the gut lining itself. And we sell a lot of stuff called GI essentials and glutamine because glutamine helps heal the lining of the GI tract, especially with the IBS and the excess gas or trapped pockets of gas. And that's because your gut has become leaky or permeable. And then you have partially digested food, which means part of it is undigested. And that's because of the low stomach acid, which we can pretty much tell on lab, you know, uh, the toxins. And then that leads to conditions that um, make you more prone for virus, yeast, and bacteria to have an opportunity to pass through your GI tract and get into your bloodstream. And that's where some of the stress and massive amounts of anxiety and brain fog come from. Now, you know, the biggest thing I'd tell people is, good God, you've had it for years. Give it some time to heal. Just because you hit a bump in the road and have a bad day or bad week is not the time to jump off the train when it goes through a tunnel. And I'm not talking about Janet's train and tunnel story. Uh, You know, when the light goes out, it doesn't mean that you're not going in the right direction. So those of you that have many allergies, leaky gut's generally a major contributing to that. Leaky gut slash IBS, you know, all of these things go together. Uh, And, you know, if you want a really good, clear diagnosis, go to your GI doc and let them decide what it is and make sure you don't have colon cancer, for goodness sake. Yeah, sometimes it can be uh, an ulcer. Yep, yep. Uh, Sometimes it can be a biliary tract disease. Many, many times. Uh, parasitic diseases, which people do have those, not just yeah, your dogs. We don't talk about it, not in America, although we have them. Sometimes it can be lactose intolerance. So when you're eating that great yogurt for your probiotic, you're also getting that dairy that's got to do with that probiotic. Yeah, if I feel a little bit constipated, I'll sit around and eat a lot of bluebell, you know, out of the carton. And it's like, well, the next day, because of lactose intolerance, I'm no longer constipated. I've had gut problems all my life. I'm an expert on it because I've lived it. Yeah, people think that, you know, we talk about this and we don't have any problems. This is the reason we do what we do because we've had problems. And unfortunately, we've experienced many of them. And Janet is so good looking and easy to live with. And I know it's just the supplements that she's taking. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Laxative abuse can actually be a... uh, common Ill, illness that mimics IBS and, and you know many people will ask us about Metamucil or that type of thing to mm-hmm. um, go to the bath and what are your opinion of any uh, of that? I, I think fiber is a really good thing that in, in America we don't get enough fiber because the, once you get the food that's processed in a box the fiber for the most part doesn't exist. I think you should add fiber. I think Janet adds it to my drink every morning. Uh, we have some clearly fiber that's really, really good. You can even stir it in coffee and never know it's there. But uh, a lot of people like psyllium, and I personally uh, only like it in small amounts because if you have an atonic colon, the the uh, muscles are not contracting 
with peristalsis like it should that will block you up. So some people need a fiber and some people need a stimulant. Some people need both. I think fiber's good. Psyllium has both uh, soluble and insoluble. Personally, I like uh, flax seed better. And you've got to watch the laxatives that you don't, that the ingredients on it that you're not taking, an ingredient that's addictive to the colon, where the colon says, hey, you don't need me no more. Just wait for the laxative to come shove it through because we don't really have to do our job of contracting. Um, we are judicious with the laxative thing. The first thing we try is magnesium because that uh, does over 300 functions in the body. Uh, in the brain to make you feel better. And magnesium citrate, it's cheap. Um, and it does get things moving. And it means you chiropractic patients will need fewer adjustments. Right. So it's a, it's a great place to start if you're wondering what to use for a laxative. Um, because many of those out there, um, you know, cascara is a big one for being um, something that you Harsh. get addicted to that you can't, you know, once you start using it, you got to kind of pretty turns much your, with it. turns your colon black. And I talked to a good GI doctor here in Longview. He's really excellent. And, he said, well, I don't like it because the colon's turned black. I said, well, I understand, but is it harmful? He says, no, it just turns it dark instead of pink. I said, well, is that harmful versus chronic constipation that leads to diverticulosis? And he says, well, no, happy medium. So I think fiber is a really, really good thing. And, and because we don't, uh, excuse me, uh, because we don't uh, eat enough vegetables, that can be a real problem, I think. Right, right. Um, but, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the other things that have to do with uh, stress and, you know, like the brain-gut connection. Of how, how is that related to each other? Well, you know, you, you have a system. Uh, of course, me being a chiropractor, I'm very much into the nerves and the nutrition part. You have to understand the vagus nerve, and vagus is a word for the wanderer. It's the 10th cranial nerve. And it has a major amount of effect uh, on the GI tract, and there's there's actually questions about which one controls who because the efferent and afferent fibers. So there is a brain-gut axis. You have to have one healthy for the other one to get healthy. And it doesn't really matter which comes first. It's just it does matter, you know, how you deal with it. Um you have to understand a better perception of what's happening in your GI tract. You have to see if there's any, say, alterations in the, well, Janet said transit time. That was a, a good way of putting it. Um, changes in gastrointestinal secretion. Um, and, and there's has a lot to do with food allergies and the antigen response, too. So go back to negative effects on the intestinal microflora, gut function, gut function, GI tract, uh, probiotics, continually take probiotics. It's absolutely imperative that you do that. And I, I think as much as it's good to take the, cap, the capsules, it's probably smart to learn to ferment your food. And whether that's kefir, uh, your own yogurt, uh, kimchi, you know, the fermented vegetables, uh, sauerkraut's very important. So learn to do that. Uh, there are websites that will cover that where you can get the fermentation pots. And, you know, that's a good thing. But so stress can cause uh, so many different stomach disorders. Uh, we have a lot of people that have lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. 
uh, osteoarthritis actually has uh, a connection there too. People with chronic skin conditions, uh, psoriasis and eczema, um, pimples on teenagers, uh, people that have Crohn's disease, that's uh, much more serious and harder to deal with. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. I've had people look at me with tears in their eyes and says, do you believe in chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia? Yes, ma'am, I believe in it. And you can see the relief on their face because nobody's taking them serious and you have to get back to the gut. And, and I'll, I'll ask them questions about, do you have IBS? Do you have gas cramping, diarrhea, constipation, or the altering between the two? And they they just have this look of relief on their face. And yes, ma'am, if you'll just stick with it a while. And, and I say ma'am because this affects women twice as much as it does a man, which in my opinion says there is a big stress connection because the stress of having to take care of a grown baby man. Women Amen, the, brother. Women are the caretakers, and I do think they're more stressed out. I do think they're stronger and better able do handle that and janet just thinks i'm a doll because i admit that it's true i know that's great but we do take on a whole lot of different activities we're big multitaskers so the more we multitask the more stress we get for trying to do so many things at a time so that's correct where you have readers that are leaders so uh (laughs) that's kind of what he does i thought it was interesting that um that actually painful periods can be a problem with irritable bowel also. Yeah, well, that hurts the man, too, so don't don't get too uppity on us because, yeah, I, I always refer back to Everybody Loves Raymond when uh, Raymond was trying to give Deborah some uh, pills for her PMS. Hey, men, don't go there. If they're having a problem, stay away from it, you know, because they don't feel good. Let them find their own path. And magnesium is also very, very, very good for that. That's uh, why we say magnesium is a good uh, catch-all for a whole lot of different things. Yeah. So I hope you've learned something today, and I hope Janet's kind of kept me uh, in line, between contained, the lines. Con- I doubt it. Contained. But, yeah, well, that's hard to do. Folks, there is a connection between your brain and your gut, and don't let stress. Learn how to deal with stress, whether it's physiologically with your food, whether it's uh, the microflora or probiotics, or whether it's reading the Bible, praying about it, meditating, and getting quiet and going through the stress of the holidays. The thing about it is, is learn to be thankful. Point out things that are good. Say, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're wonderful. And we get a lot of those, and it makes us feel better. So go do it to other people, too. A thankful heart is the one that gets well the quickest. Yeah, we wish you and your family a very blessed holiday season, and thank you for blessing our lives with your stories and especially the stories of getting well and knowing we've made a difference in your life. And thank you for the kind notes and the cards. And uh, we will talk with y'all right here next time on the Doctor's Nutrition Show.